Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dan Conroy, and I am another of your hosts who does not have a frog in his throat, Bobby O'Rourke. But I'm still spooky. Oh, you're so spooky! In fact, if it wasn't for you and I spending a couple more weeks here in the haunted Halloween mansion, we've decided to sequester ourselves. And I mean, you know, I'd say I'd be scared out of my boots, but it's kind of just par for the course now, you know. Oh, well, you'd have to put some boots on, then be scared out of them. Okay, I've decided what my shoe choices are going to be in the haunted mansion. Okay, and when I say that Crocs were a good time for this, I think they are. They're good for two things: being a chef, apparently, which I learned recently, and for being in haunted style mansions. I feel like Shelley Duvall in The Shining when she stumbles on the typewriter and it just says "No boots," and all Dan make the haunted <laughs> castle a dull place to where the home is, the hearth is. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote that whole thing, wrote that whole thing on the walls. And some gave Shelley Du some for that movie, but Shelley Duvall gave Shelley Duvall, you know? I do now. <laughs> now that's now that's there. And there's nothing we can do about it. But, you know, I'm so glad that you and I, Bobby, are still recording in the mansion. Although I've heard a a noise coming down from the the attic. Do you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Who is a spirit at the door? Who's Who there? could it be? Who's there? Who's there? Hold on, wait, I'll get the door. Hello? Oh, hi! <gasps> oh! Oh my goodness! It's friend of the podcast, former guest of the podcast, current guest of the podcast, and top Patreon subscriber, Dara Silverman! <laughs> Welcome back, oh, I'm Dara. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, you're our first return guest. This is exciting for us, and, and it's got to be at least as exciting for you. It's so exciting for me. We thought this podcast would be long dead before we got to the opportunity of doing return guests. And you know what? Tis the season of the undead, Dan. I am so happy to be back. I am so grateful. I think I speak for Bobby and I, but I'll let him speak in, the minute, in a minute when I say that we are both grateful to have you on and so happy to have you on here. How did you find us in our haunted abode? Well, you sent me the Google Maps. You dropped a pin. You promised you weren't going to say anything in front of Bobby. Oh. This was supposed to be his special haunted oh, time. Man. I'm so sorry, but I brought it's my okay. Hats. Well, because he he's only ever seen Blair Witch Two, and so I told him that the first one's better. But first, we were gonna have this experience before we see the movie. But now I think it's completely lost. He's only seen the remake, where it's I guess dying teens. I don't remember how the second one. No, goes. it was it was Blair Witch Two: Rescuers Down Under. Um, That's what it yeah. was. Yes. That's they're finally go to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> that movie made me cry. It's just so heart-wrenching. I've seen both, but I it's so funny. I don't remember which one is the first and which one is the second. They're they're, they're just those Disney movies that I saw in a blur. They're Disney movies, right? That's the other oh, yeah. thing I forget. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, ding-dongs, don't at me. I For some reason, for a minute, I thought they were Don Bluth. Were they Don Bluth Disney's? Is that what they I were? I think they were, hold on. I think they were part of that weird war, that proxy war that Disney was having with Don Bluth. Uh, mm. Hold on, let's see with the Rescuers. I was a big fan of the Rescuers Down Under, not the first one. I was a big sequel head. That I was, I definitely remember The Great Mouse Detective, which I think was in that similar era, but mm-hmm. you know. They did a lot of rodents movies. in the 70s and 80s. That was before we got in the duck decade. I think the 70s was the mouse slash rat decade. Right, that's where all the mouse movies. I can't remember. I think Chip and Dale was also kind of big at that point. Maybe they were not. definitely eighties, nineties. They were eighties, nineties. Okay, 
All right, so that was an exception to the rule. They uh, were trying to keep that. It was a Walt Disney. I'm sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, 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 please. I was just going to keep talking about ducks for half an hour. That's okay. Uh, it was a Disney film, and actually, The Rescuers was not uh, Don Bluth, as far as I could tell it, but it was Disney. Oh, I'm wrong on both ends. Hmm. Ugh. But Bob Newhart vehicle, you know, that, that teenage heartthrob. <laughs> Loving that guy. And Ava Gabor? Huh? Was Ava Gabor the other half? It was the first Ja. When they come together, they become Ja Ja Gabor. When they do the when they do the uh, Dragon the Ball fusion, fusion dance, <laughs> and then they go to space and they're Ja Ja Binks. Oh. <laughs> Ew! Oh God! Ja <laughs> <laughs> Ja Binks. <laughs> Great. We have to live with that. Oh no! I'm so excited to do it's that. It's my Photoshop. early Christmas gift to you. You're Where's welcome. that AI art? Yeah, we're gonna have to. You know what? I have not wanted to rely on AI art at all for like the ideas we have for greetings, the greeting card podcast. But Dara, I'm not gonna lie. I do not have the confidence in me to Photoshop Jaja Binks, and I feel like I'm gonna have to rely on a beep boop to do it for me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but like I think. The beep boop is the only one lacking the conscience enough to make that happen. Yeah, because, you know, because the like, other third. No, anybody with a heart just couldn't put that together. I'm so sorry. No, that's my thing. Like, I, because the third option is hire an artist, which I would do first and foremost. But I can't think of a single artist that I know. And I think uh, between the three of us, we we know an, an army's worth. But I can't think of one of them on my end that would be like, yeah, I'll do that for you. No matter how much money I would offer them. No Patreon, great enough. I also no. I like the idea that we, or rather I, could do my crude Blair Witch-like stick figure drawings of Zsa Zsa Binks and everyone just be like, this is nothing. It doesn't make any sense. I'd have to explain it to them over and over. That's the other thing, too. It's going to completely require this podcast in order for that joke to land. <laughs> it's the first multi-layered joke that requires like ordering parts from different stores. You're like, you can't get the joke unless you have these components you've ordered from separate places. And then you have to assemble it yourself. Right. <laughs> now, there's a business in that because the amount of action figures and figurines based on movies, television, manga, comics that... I, and then and then we're getting into this realm of people's terrible fan art. Not all fan art's bad, but there's a lot that is, let's admit it. And But they do get fandoms. And I'm wondering if there's a basically just a big melting pot of plastic that someone's just like, yeah, send me what it looks like and we'll make it for you for a certain amount of money. <laughs> Your friend put together, uh, uh, in this case, Jar Jar Binks and Zsa Zsa Gabor, you know, that, that hot as lightning celebrity right now. Absolutely. Let's make that happen. <laughs> I love the idea of that. No, that is a that is to you the ding dongs. We have created sort of a demon uh, for this Halloween time for you to enjoy. Dara, do you like the spookiness of the Halloween times? I feel like we're, we're recently here on Greetings. We've talked a little bit about all aspects of Halloween, whether it be the scary, whether it be the cute fun, whether it be just in it for the candy, which if you've heard Bobby and I talk, you'd assume it's us, mm -hmm. that with us. Is there an aspect of this holiday you like more than others? I will be so bold and so blunt as to say that I hate spooky. I Ooh, hate okay. it with every mm. fiber of my being. So you mean like you don't like getting scared? That's not a you don't like watching scary movies. You don't like being adversely titillated. Let's say not at all. Okay. Not mm. at all. I went to this cave, right? This beautiful cave up in upstate New York with a bunch of friends, and they did a Halloween overlay. Um, so it was like the How Cavern spooky, woo! And they had a bunch of jump scare actors who were probably like local high school kids, and I was taking up as little fiscal space as possible, walking this underground trail. And one of the friends that I was with knows how easily I scare. So he would make it a point to walk behind me and jab me in the ribs and I would go flying. And Now, how many times did this friend do that in the time that you were in the caverns? Like once every five steps. And I fell for it every yeah. time. 
That is every too time much. I didn't learn. That is so too much. I That's would give me. him, and and I'm not trying to assume whether or not that was cool. I'm just saying if it was me, because I I like scary. I'll say, do you? But I don't like. But th- well, then it gets into this weird sub thing where subcategory thing where it's like I like scary, but I don't like jump scares. Mm-hmm. I it's not. I I don't think they're that. I mean, they can be impressive if people like the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, which I think is kind of cool. But um. I'm not a huge like walk through a haunted house. Per- I will do it. But if you're doing it to me, like maybe three times in that time, we're down there. That's fair. I deserve it. I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. I get you. Every five steps. I want my money back. <laughs> I think most of the time people who don't like horror and I'm a big horror fan, as you know, and I was talking with my wife about this, about she's not. And I was saying, I think that people confuse horror and spookiness with either being startled or being grossed out. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's a place for both of those things. But I think like you said, Dan and, and Dara, if you're walking through a haunted house and you're getting just jump scared every five seconds, it's like getting a cake that's mostly icing. Like icing is good. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think I want a whole cake made of icing. Like that doesn't really entice me as a treat. So I understand why people don't like that. I don't like that very much. I wouldn't like to be literally yelled at every seven seconds. That doesn't sound fun for me. No. And like every other spooky aspect of the holiday, I just run screaming in the opposite direction. Mm. My imagination is too active. It becomes too present. Can't do it. But I love the cute. I love the cute. I love trick-or-treaters. We have had some class acts come to our door over the years. And that is my favorite part of the holiday. I have two questions for you. Do you remember any standouts from costumes you've seen from youngsters or oldsters and my second one, which is not a follow-up, it's a completely separate question, so don't try to order them. What <laughs> what would you say is, if you gave like a movie or a book or a, a genre, like what is your threshold for scary? Like is your scary like, whoa, Nightmare Before Christmas is too spicy? Or is your scary like halfway through the Freddy Krueger's like, okay, I've kind of lost it uh, at some point in there? Great questions. Great questions. We'll start with Trick or Treater first because there's one really present story. Uh, we were still living in Massachusetts at the time. And we answered the door and there was a trio on our doorstep. It was one teeny tiny human in this big pink tulle dress with a wand and a crown. And she was lovely. And a grown up in the middle who was wearing blue gingham, white puff sleeve shirt, pigtails, carrying a dog in a basket. And the third little girl, who was the smallest of the three, looked like the back end of a truck. I mean, this kid was covered in like gray tulle. Hair was a mess, face was smudged in dirt, and I was so excited to ask. So we went from left to right, and the first little girl says, I'm Glinda, the good witch of the North. And we said, yes, you are, you're adorable. Grown-up says, I'm Dorothy, and yes, you are. And this little gray poof says, I'm the tornado. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the tornado. I am the tornado. And like the closer we looked at her costume, she had sticks sticking out, she had leaves in her hair, she had like little plastic figurines of Dorothy and Tin Man all up in her tool. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. I love that. And I want to believe that they were the ones, like they were shown Wizard of Oz, probably loving it. And she said, I want to be the tornado. And maybe the mom was like, are you sure you don't want to be? I guess the other option is Wicked Witch of the West, which is like, nah. But it's like, yeah, I know I want to be the tornado. I told you what I want, mom. And it's like, tornado costume, let's do it. And they committed. That's amazing. That is so good. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, like, so memorable, so present, so fresh. And to your other point, Bobby, my max threshold for spook factor 
there are some Neil Gaiman short stories that I just like have to put down. Okay, see that's respectable because I I love Neil Gaiman short stories. I think he's one of the best in the medium working in this day and age, this modern day and age we live in. But some of his stories are genuinely unsettling. I and I that's to his credit. But there's a few I'm like, ew, that's unnerving. Yeah, I like it, but it, I understand why. No, like I I'm so glad that there's you know media on the spectrum for everyone to enjoy, and thank goodness everybody likes different things. But the movie version of Coraline. Like, I Ooh, saw it 10 yeah. plus years ago, and it still haunts me. Like, the bell dam is frightening. There's a lot of spookiness in that movie. I remember seeing it young when it first came out, and just the buttons for eyes for the alternative family. That was enough to really unsettle me. There's something really unsettling about the way he writes. I've only read one of his things. I've only read American Gods. I always wanted to get into Sandman. One day I will. But I've only ever read American Gods, and even that one, as well-written as it is, definitely sits not well with you for some reason like he's really good at putting you in like these really desperate moments and it's and the series was good with that as well at least the first season i only ever saw the first season but it really emulated the uneasy dimension that this world was in it was really great love his writing but yeah so unsettling is there one of his short stories you would suggest that off the top of your head that would be like good for our ding-dongs to get all scared up and you know wrapped in a hot mug of uh chowder i can't remember the title off the top of my head but it starts off very immediately about the months um bobby have you read this one? Oh, is this october in the chair yeah is thank you yes yeah shout, shout out to uh to neil you know that young up-and-comer he needs our support thanks neil hit him with the patreon october in the chair i think that because it's, it's similar to a ray bradbury story but i think i have the title right that's the one where all the months get to tell stories right they all meet together it's very meta it's 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 very charming and like all the months are so beautifully personified ray bradbury did a halloween a short story himself right the halloween tree i owned that one and I've re- it's like a long short story and I've seen the movie, the cartoon movie with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, my God. And it's it's a super weird concept. I don't know if anyone else remembers it, and I won't, I won't go into it too heavily. But the whole premise is in, like, the 1950s when Ray Bradbury writes about literally everything in the 1950s. Like, one kid in a group of five gets hospitalized and is on the verge of death and his friends basically, like, offer to travel on Halloween night to try to rescue him from the dead. And they enter like, here's what Egypt looked like in Halloween. Here's what it looked like in the Gothic ages. It's like a fun concept. But my God, Ray Bradbury is just like writing about the fields, man. Writing about ice cream. Writing about wasn't it great to have legs that ran through ice cream fields? You're like, yes, Ray, I understand. Can we get to anything else? (laughs) That's literally why I stopped listening. I was listening to it via audiobook for a bit because I was a little excited because I saw that it was going through the history or at least what other cultures were doing around the same time as Halloween as we enjoy it. And it was like that first chapter is just like whatever the, let's say the first, I don't remember what the protagonist's name is. Let's call him Bindles for the conversation. Sure. And it was like, Bindles was an all-American boy. He was first on his track team and number one in debate. And he was he had the tallest hair of any boy and he could identify all the different types of sorghum. And it's like, Jesus Christ, is this about Halloween? This is like the first one of the chapters is literally just this guy's resume at 13 or even younger. And I like you said, yes, he loves describing like the era he's in. But I could not tell if this was a Halloween story or if this was a kind of Horatio Alger story that was given the the gloss of Halloween. So I guess I just got impatient the way I do. And then I bought an Aleister Crowley book and I'm like, oh, cool. I got what I'm doing. Dare, I don't know if you're as familiar with this as we are because we're on here every single goddamn week. But we, yep. we, we've we been developing a theory that most <laughs> authors have like 
one or two things that they go back to over and over. And it's not true for all of them, but I think like Stephen King is spooky things in Maine. Philip Roth is like young Jewish kid in Newark has problems. And then yeah. Ray Bradbury, our new addition, is like, wasn't golden times good or whatever, you, however you want to phrase it. Steinbeck likes talking about any town in California that brings other people fish or grapes. Yeah. You can only do one of those things. And both the fish and the grapes are mad. Yeah, the fish of anger and the grapes of more anger that are more revengeful. I think we can add to that Tolkien and his trees. Yeah. Tolkien Just, likes trees. Yeah. Tolkien loves get, getting trees. He loves writing tree fic where he's like, they're going to get there. So I'm flipping the narrative. Page after page after page, taking all the trees to write it. Yeah, he's killing so many. I didn't realize that. If he loves the trees so much, he should stop goddamn writing. I know. You would think. I mean, you would think, especially in his time, he would have found some kind of paper alternative. Because I also, if I recall correctly, there was a war going on, J.R.R. Don't need to be using all this paper. Ration that shit. Exactly. And don't look over at your friend C.S. Lewis. His whole thing is that Jesus will just save you. Well, he wrote so many letters, too. Like, letters and letters and letters and letters. The two of them are wasting an entire forest. Some of them screw tape, even. Yeah. Screw that tape. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> We're coming and for that you. that was Char- Charles S- Sellin Lewis? I don't know what yeah. it is. We're com- I think it was, cl- it was as good as that. I believe it's Clive Staples. <laughs> That's Wait, a verb, I- Dan. That's a verb. No. I would I would love to be wrong on this. Hold on. Did Dan just think it was that the whole time? Everyone, hang on. Listeners, we, we our... if you're Clive Staples Lewis, come on the podcast and defend yourself. Clive Staples. Yeah, his his full name was Clive Staples Lewis. <laughs> that is, that's just one of those British names that very rightly died at the end of World <laughs> War II. That's just very rightly did not need to exist anymore. And yeah. his dad's name was Albert. They didn't have to be living like this. Was he Albert Staples or Albert Paperclips? He was Albert Office Max, unfortunately. There was a contention because the father was married into Florence Augusta Lewis knee Office Max. So they, they needed to have a, in order to get that British dowry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a shame. Yeah. Good old Bertie Office Max Lewis. <laughs> I'm Bertie Office Max Lewis. And <laughs> I, I'm here. I, I only write about fish sauce. He was ostracized for a reason. So, Dara, before we get to the cards, I believe plural that you brought us, I do yeah. feel it incumbent upon me to give you a chance for a rebuttal. You listeners, you might recall an episode or two ago, Dan and I came out very strongly against starting holidays. What we perceived as too soon, and what we said was too soon, was anytime we disagreed with. Now, Dara, you're a patriot, you're a scholar, you're you're running for governor. My understanding is that you have a rebuttal to what you perceive as our Grinchiness or even our whatever the equivalent of a Grinch is for Halloween about starting celebrating too early. Is that right? And if I'm wrong, let's ignore the last 30 seconds and we'll just move on. Quick addendum before Dara gets started. I believe it's just I believe a Grinch for Halloween is just called Grinch because wasn't there a second Grinch movie called Grinch Day? There and was. it was just about That's Halloween. Right. It was, yeah. Yeah. Was oh, there? I used to watch yeah. that. Yeah, there was a Grinch. Fil- Sorry, I'm looking up a lot in this episode, Dara. I'm cutting into your time here. No, but uh, we will demand your rebuttal. Don't worry. I, I don't want to take away from this yeah absolutely i made a powerpoint oh awesome we love visual pieces on this audio podcast (laughs) oh it's halloween is grinch night yep that's a 1992 video cassette it is when the grinch is like doing also halloween that's amazing wow wow so we are we are also grinches of halloween starting too early or any holiday dara your rebuttal well first i would like to thank you for the platform and thank you to every one of my constituents who agree with me that there is no such thing as too soon if a holiday is purely about celebration and joy, why put a timeline on it? Why put a time stamp? Why put a, a finale? Furthermore, if a holiday, for example, like Halloween, is limited to one day, 
how on earth are we supposed to pack in so much enjoyment to a mere 24 hours? Like, maybe 12 of which we're asleep, if we're lucky. Eight of which, sure. We're asleep. We're asleep. So some of us are depressed. We're asleep, we can't you know, enjoy. 12, 12 hours is perfectly reasonable. Again. Some of us have a caffeine addiction, and that's ruined us since we were 19. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the silence was deafening. <laughs> no, I, I, that's about as dark as anyone's ever thought that was. Usually that gets a laugh. Um, that's fun. It's good to know that that's no longer funny. It's, it's good to, it's good for some people to call you out when you, when you have a substance that's coursing through your blood and forcing your hair to fall out. Bobby, do you want to rebuttal Dara's current rebuttal? So, uh, I, I don't want to take up too much of my constituents time. And, and I just want to say, I think my, my opponent is coming from the right place. Dara, my only question really is, so Dan and I were having this thought experiment if you start every holiday, let's say six weeks or two months early, doesn't that mean every other holiday comes too soon? Aren't you celebrating St. Patrick's Day uh, on New Year's because you're like, well, it's we're getting into St. Patrick's Day season. We might as well start here. And that's a super valid point. And I will be honest. There are some holidays I just don't care about. Oh. Mm, oh, so, oh, so, so I protest. Yeah. What are three, because this is a good thought experiment as well, because I think w- Bobby and I are willing to garner a compromise. What are like three holidays that we could ditch that most people find the need to celebrate longer than a week? What are three holidays you don't Ooh. care about? I Or if you have less than, fine too. I don't know if any of them garner a full week of celebration, but like Valentine's Day can just go. Yeah, that one's just for candy. Yeah, or for going out for dinner. And like my husband and I were actually talking about this afternoon. Restaurants are never at their best on Valentine's Day. No, the move is you go either right before Valentine's Day. You're like February yeah. 10th. You're like, okay, we're going to we're gonna work the system there. Or you go like two days after when they've had a little bit of time to break and they probably restock also from what they lost on Valentine's Day. And like no one's going out right now because they're still like kind of recuperating from either or good or bad Valentine's Day dinner. That's none of my business. Point is, you've probably got enough distance in between where it's a good time to go. So before or after is really the time to do it. Yeah. And then two days after you go to CVS and buy up all the candy. Oh, the half price mm. candy. Now that is, yeah. if if there was a way for us to just streamline and just call it discount candy day, which now I'm saying it out loud, Bobby and I might have gone to on a like three episode odyssey about this. But I, I would say we definitely need to just exchange the superficial sentimentality of valentine's day if you actually do it out there and you actually love it that's fine i don't care that's fine but i would say let's take out the formalities of it and just call it discount candy day i'll still buy it like i'm still gonna go out and do it and you're gonna get that candy money from me that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise if you didn't have the holiday so it's still green in your book and i've still lost it so i don't see what the problem here is Green in their books, red in yours. Green in their books, red in mine. Uh, red because of the Valentine's. amount of... Uh, exactly. You, you beat me to the punch. You got it. So Valentine's Day, is there another one that you think we can just do without? I mean, like, I I don't frequently celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but, like, I love what Chicago does, and I wouldn't want to nix that. When they dye the river green, I think that's, like, fun. You, you don't want a green river for two months out of the year. You think that's excessive. <laughs> that's a little much. Okay, well, I think you're being a little hypocritical, but that's okay. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think there's anything so wrong about polluting whatever is still living in the Chicago River. I mean, it's if anything, it's more it of a testament to their immune system. Yeah, exa- it knows what it's getting. It's not the Cuyahoga. It's not going to get set on fire. It's just going to be putrid green. <laughs> Why do we still do that? Like, I like St. Pat. I, I have fun, whatever. I like making some Irish food, but just like, <laughs> it's, if I remember correctly, that's a sign that a river's doing bad. <laughs> Every ecologist would agree. 
that you know that's like death but consider dan the opposing opinion that it makes selling t-shirts and guinnesses easier and you know just i don't I, is guinness having a problem selling its product i thought it was doing good year round mm-hmm. i i mean i enjoy me a fine pint of the of the stuff regardless of the holiday they went vegan a couple years ago i think that hit their sales that's right because they used to use fish bladder the fish bladder not to be on the steinbeck kick but they did they did use fish bladder for their (laughs) and it all comes back to steinbeck it all comes back to steinbeck everything goes back to steinbeck uh man who loved talking about hobos hanging out and Fun abandoned boxes and the original title for Grapes of Wrath was Hobo Hanks. Hobo Hanks. <laughs> and Cannery Row was Hobo Hanks, but there's factories. <laughs> Factory Hobo Hanks. But yeah, I, I hear you that like maybe there's things about those two holidays that we can absolutely we can die down. I would be I'm willing as the as the middle point here, I would come to a compromise, even though I am originally in Bobby's camp with there needing to be end dates and beginning dates. I would take a compromise that the extension enjoyment of certain holidays can be extended with the quantity decreasing of others. So there is sort of like a finite amount of days that we're allowed to be happy and we can choose what holidays we will do. So I will we will shorten St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. Do we need to do stuff on Memorial Day or, or I guess maybe no? Okay, like maybe I th- I think summer solstice is pushing it. All right, we get it. You're there. We understand. I agree. I want at least seven days for Flag Day. I just like flags. They're fun. Not just the American. Just let's look at flags for a bit, study them. No, I, I can get behind that. Don't even get me started on Bastille Day. All right, cool. Yeah, Bruce. fantastic. Yeah, storms. You failed again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we lost half of our French audience. That's okay. Um, <laughs> French Guyana is upset. but And so is Quebec. We lost most of our Quebec audience. Which uh, was, je suis yeah. désolé. Don't, no, we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna lose our. We're gonna lose all of our Canadian sponsorships. Oh, je regret. Je regret everything. Je regret. Je regret everything. Happy Halloween. I want to get that tattooed on my body somewhere. <laughs> je, regret. je regret everything. everything. It used to be the phrase... I used to always want the phrase "do the Bart man." Now I want it to be "je regret everything." Well, that's amazing. I'll tell you what we don't je regret is that Dara brought us some lovely cards, and as yeah. we're going to pull them up, I remind the listening audience that we can be reached at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter X, which is still alive, as far as I could tell. Dara, do you want to walk us through the cards that you have brought for us this very evening? I would be honored to. Thank you so much. I have given you two cards in a very specific order. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the order in which I sent them to you. <laughs> we appreciate structure. As you can structure see, our podcast life. is is airtight. We have a real strict schedule to adhere to. I'm really grateful. I flounder without a schedule. <laughs> I th- I think y'all should take this away. I, I would love to hear your fresh takes on these. Dan, gentlemen's honors, you want to do the first page? I do appreciate it. So uh, thank you, Monsignor Bobby. So I go ahead and putting my dueling pistol down for a minute. Uh, I am opening this card and I am <laughs> <laughs> I am opening what can only be ca- called a fresh hell of <laughs> a, how do I describe this? Oh, how do I start? All right. Like Bobby said, you can see this on the social medias. It's a urology department because it says urology on the fucking top of it. And I'm I'm starting off angry and I'm going to end angry. I was so going to say, I've this. never heard you like this before. I'm a little worried. I Well, because it's okay. 
I'll, I'll get to it. It's urology department at the top. It's a clearly a, a doctor's office. Appears to be standard one with a. It's the urology department receptionist area. It is decorated for the hallowed times with uh, carved faces from punkies. The receptionist is dressed like a witch. <laughs> She's funnily the only one dressed. The other uh, nurses on staff and and doctor slash other members of the hospital staff are not dressed, which I find <laughs> fascinating. Um, yeah. They're all laughing at nothing, but they're all it is like. It is like, hey, Tim Burton, would you mind making four scarecrows for us? They just are the scariest, nightmarish. Not even Tim Burton. These look like Joan and Vasquez, like, created creepy. I don't know. I Okay. They're laughing at nothing. They're holding a phone. The receptionist is holding the phone while two nurses and a doctor are laughing at the ground. So I don't know how they're hearing what she's hearing. And on the bottom, it says, in sort of a aerial font, I believe, urology department can you hold oh i get it let me let me try again to bring this all together we've got four members of a urology doctor's department they are all laughing like they are watching souls burn in tartarus and they're saying below urology department can you hold you know what for someone who says they don't like spooky you brought something pretty damn spooky dara in my defense, I don't love spooky. I do love chaos. I don't. I, I don't. Okay, ding dongs. I know. I'm sorry. I know I'm a little lack for words right now. And it's because I am so not into these faces. They're all the same ones. It looks like, okay, when a serial killer in a movie just puts the same face on the bodies of like people that they're carving out of like a letter or something <laughs> like that. We yes, all know that absolutely. old chestnut. Keep going. Uh, no so, need to stop. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No need to stop. No need to question where that came from. It just, it looks like the same plastered face on the structure of a different person. There's something so uncanny about it. I guess you could say maybe it's something lazily done by the animator, or maybe even to give them some defense, this is just how they draw a laughing face. But you know when, like, the smile goes too high up yeah. on the cheek? And it looks like it, there's, like, it's kind a of a It's a little Chelsea reminiscent smile. of Ghostface from mm-hmm. Scream. Kind of has that cut to it. Exactly. It's very Ghostface. I really hate this a lot. <laughs> Dara, tell us, how did you how did you get here? Like where did you find like what were you were you looking? Did it find you or did you find the card? How did you pick this up? What what enticed yeah. Yeah, explain yourself. I'm not sure I can, really. I was looking for a card to bring to you fine folk. And I have been an avid listener of the podcast and I have followed your journey through scatological cards. Yeah. And so I saw the word urology peeking out at the top of a Halloween card and I said, this is already bad. And so I picked yeah. it up and, and you it were just right. got worse. But like, here's the super fresh hell in my opinion. It's about to get worse. It already is really bad. I feel it's like you told us that that Coraline's too creepy, but then you popped in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're like, ah, memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nostalgic. This is my favorite summer beach watch hereditary. Uh, let's just <laughs> pop this in really quick. And- oh, Splice makes me think of my childhood. Splice. Oh, exactly. God. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Dan, Dan, you don't know, but but yeah, this Dara is... and our friend Katie and I have like a long and storied history with the film Splice. Like it's uh, it, it's it's hard to not for I maybe for a Patreon. We'll watch it. Don't, don't, don't. No. I, just wa- I, just I like you. Don't do it. I like you too. Oh, it's a Guillermo del no. Guillermo del uh, 
Their executive, wait, what did you just say? Guillermo del Grigio. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine wine. Guillermo del Grigio. A fine wine. She's not human, not entirely. Oh, yucky. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> this one. Oh, boy. But it does have Adrian Brody, so might have to do it. Don't know. It, so she's like a, she's like a cool DNA dinosaur, dino human. Sure. Sure. This- this is where Jurassic Park might have kept going. It's like, let's splice it with humans. Okay. I, you got ding-dongs. Their faces are not convincing me that this is exactly what the plot is. So Dan's going to watch it late at night when he probably should go to bed. Boop, boop. <laughs> no, this, this, uh, yeah, this card. Uh, well, we appreciate that you follow us through our um, hatred and vile for scatological humor in cards when it really doesn't make any sense. And I feel like this is a great example of it. You've brought to us a fine specimen of such a card in that... There is nothing that connects us to Halloween, this fine pagan tradition, with having to pee. Because if you did not have those pumpkins on the bottom and the receptionist dressed as a as not even a witch, but if a nurse was a if a witch was a nurse or vice versa, because <laughs> you can tell that it's just their scrubs. I, I think you're right, Dan. I, I think what's orange. happened here is that this isn't a nurse dressed as a witch. This is a witch who decided to moonlight as a nurse. I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a witch who has realized, hey, all those things I have, like immortality and making potions and living off of uh, children or or whatever, however they may live, turning poor peasant farmers into familiars like cats and spiders. <laughs> that's not enough for me. I'm going to go get my RN degree. And that's cool. That's, that's great. great. You got to do something with your time. But- just this, like maybe um, hang up the hat at home. That's all I'm asking. Just change. I'm really surprised they're allowed to do that at the doctor's office. I'd be like, especially urology, because that's one of those things where it's like, I'd like you to be as professional as possible during this really unfortunate meeting I have to do. <laughs> you know, my doctor's the meeting. Doctor's meeting. <laughs> should we? Should we go? <laughs> John Ham's the doctor's <laughs> should meeting. Should we go to the next page? I wish you would. So, oh, well. you know what, Bobby? I, Bobby, I want to give you the option of the last card. So I just want to say this is, well, actually, Dara, would you like to explain this part of the card? No. <laughs> cool i will it's the meditation card this is where we get to meditate on the feeling we have right now um i, I really dislike these people's faces and i feel like the fact that you said that gets it worse and now i'm on pins and needles right now this is like when someone showed me five nights at freddy's for the first time and i had a very bad time the whole time and i was like why do kids like this why is this enjoyable for children oh you're making it into a movie now fantastic this is where we live this is the hell and then they kept making more games like that i think there's one out right now called poppy's playhouse which is also oh. very popular i don't know I'm an old I'm an old man, but these just jump scare games are just the kids everywhere. are not all right. They are not all right. And by the way, I can tell behind in this meditative card that there's a cute skeleton bones card that says just rattling by. You could have brought that <laughs> you card. Chose chaos today. You chose violence. You chose chaos. We could have we could have had cute bones. <laughs> oh. No bones about it. I chose bad. <laughs> okay, you're back. Fine, we'll let you back in. That that was not a skeleton of work for you to do. Bobby, it's all, all you. All right, Bring us on the Stinger page, we have and <laughs> a blank white card with black font that has no adornment whatsoever. Is the phrase <laughs> this Halloween? Just relax and go with the flow. So, listener, oh, if you can this- remember a friggin' sentence before this one, it is <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> you ding dongs, urology department. Can you hold? And then the stinger is this Halloween, just relax and go with the flow. Now, I have several questions. Dara, why? Dara, again, <laughs> you've got some to goddamn nerve. Dara, Dara, the third one. This card doesn't have a sentiment. 
and I wanted to know what you think it's supposed to be for. Quick addendum to Bobby's last question. You come into our house? Our spooky haunted bouncy <laughs> castle house. We put we had to bring the bouncy castle in here. I know. I made this cotton candy look like spider webs. You know how hard that is to do with, with candy floss? It's real hard to do. And I like the little chocolate spiders that you stuck in. That's real cute. Chocolate? Thank you. They yeah. are, well, half chocolate, let's say. They're chocolate-covered spiders. It's a delicacy in parts of Florida that we don't want to go. <laughs> but ex- answer Bobby's question. Where do you get off? Well, I get off the discount rack. Uh, this oh. card just hit every level of disappointment concurrently. This. <laughs> it just kept going. Uh, this. There's no joke. There's not even, like, an attempt at a joke. It, it just, like, someone thought about throwing a dart. And just drop it. I don't know what is the greeting card equivalent of just below a whoopee cushion, but this is somehow <laughs> this it. Is it. Like, a whoopee cushion would have been more noble of a joke than whatever the hell this is. This is like when a kid makes that noise with his armpit over and over, and despite you trying to, like, say a wonderful Halloween story, all the kids are just like, yeah, Garden did it again. Hi, I'm Garden, and I'm good at making armpit farts. This, like... Nothing about this is redeeming. Nothing, Nothing about this is enjoyable. It Nothing. literally, you know what? <laughs> it's just this Halloween, just relax and go with the flow. This Halloween, just piss. <laughs> like that's literally what it says. <laughs> just like I almost, I, I'm not. I don't think we've ever uh, pearl clutched here on greetings. But I read this and I almost want to go. How? What did you just say to me? <laughs> I paid how much for you at the Dwayne Reed and this is the things I get? Practically, the biggest issue is that I've been to a Halloween party or two. You don't need encouragement to force people to urinate. A lot of them will do it freely wherever they may drop. Like, it's it's not a thing we need to encourage people to do. No. Slash, also, like, of all the spooky, haunted aspects of Halloween, I have never encouraged or never encountered, rather, someone saying, like, have a stressful Halloween. There's just nothing about Halloween that's marketed as stressful. So why are we telling people to just relax? That's that's a fantastic point. This is not known. Christmas often gets that little, I think, in more recent decades has gotten more of a thing of like the stress or maybe it's throughout its history. Just like the, the stress of Christmas shopping and holidays and plan or, uh, you know, uh, events during the holiday and planning and all that. So like this Christmas, just relax and go with the flow. Also, you know, gross because pee, but also fine. Like I know where you're going with that. Uh, Thanksgiving, maybe because it's like planning the holiday and it's a lot of cooking and that's uh, like two days worth of work and stuff. What is so stressful about Halloween? I have come up with a costume six hours before I was supposed to go out. Like I there are a lot of things about Halloween that you can cheat on. And I think that's one of the joys of the holiday, which I love, is that it's a pretty low stakes, low pressure holiday. You know, it's pretty easy to make certain crafts for it. It is not often a gift giving holiday. You might have to go to some parties, but every party I've been to has been like the same as going to a party all year round, except probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre is playing in the background. And someone went, oh, I cut the brownies to look like bats this year. That's and that's great. And I love that with all my heart, but I wouldn't call it stressful. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I've, I've never known this holiday to be a stressful one. So I agree with you that that is a misplaced sentiment sentiment. Well, it just it's not even it just feels like. It feels like no effort was put into this. I say that a lot about these kind of cards, but this feels so tacked on by by it feels like you could you could do like any holiday you'd like, like this administrative remembrance day. Just relax and go with the flow. That makes sense. That makes sense because administrators forget. 
they do. They forget sometimes. To- happy, happy Gulf of Tonkin Day. Go with the flow. You know, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy wacky ice cream flavor day. Remember to relax and just go with the flow. National Pizza Day. Happy anniversary of the premiere of Dude, Where's My Car? Just relax and go with the flow. That's appropriate. That's the kind of joke that would be in that movie and this card as well. This was the most desperate to make a dirty joke. And it failed. And that's what I... It still failed. They they should have gone like real blue. You know, like that might have been the saving graces if they get real gnarly with it. But they didn't. But they didn't. What would have been the option for that, I think? Like just, I, for me, it's just saying just piss. I don't know. <laughs> or it's just a happy Halloween get railed or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just go whole hog. <laughs> unrelated unrelated to the whole going to the bathroom thing right so like completely unrelated to the fact that urology department this this halloween just relax and get real just like i would you know what just to put it in perspective i would be more uh, i would be less aghast if this card was just like this get fucked this halloween like just this Halloween, go fuck yourself. Like that would have been more, because that at least is a stand, and it's got a point, and I know where it stands. This just doesn't this was, stand. This doesn't it's stand. It's so for infuriating. Anything. It's infuriating. And I think we should, you know, I Bobby pointed this out, ding dongs, but we should make clear that whatever resemblance of a Halloween milieu that we were going for at the beginning. And I swear to God, it was all the charm of your doctor's office. Like it is paper pumpkins on the wall. It is immediately thrown out the window for white abyss, which we've been talking about a lot these past few weeks and just black text. It is the Dwight Schrute. It is your birthday banner of the indoor of it. So they literally, they were like, all we have is a joke about urine. That's all we've got. And damn it. It's enough. So it says every placard in, home goods mm-hmm. but you know what this is not enough it's not enough it's not no enough. matter what those placards say those mm-hmm. primitives by kathy i need to know who's responsible for this demon i'm gonna go to well, the it's gonna page. tell you on the back and i'm gonna tell you this card costs 2.99 that's about 2.98 too much mm-hmm. i was gonna say yep this is a two cent card in my books although i will say that is cheaper than we usually get and unfortunately mm. it shows you really show this would be a dollar card for me though you know how they started to have like dollar sections oh, in yes. the card mm-hmm. sections now but even those sometimes are well written. This, this should be given to you for free when you like buy the more expensive mouthwash. <laughs> when it's like, all right, I'm an, a- I'm an act like man. When you myself. actually visit the urologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that mouthwash you take when you visit the urologist. Oh no, when you go to visit the urologist, you get this. See, I get my mouthwash at the urologist. They're like, here, you can have this as well. No, yeah, this this should be given at a urologist doctor's office for free. So in the back. We have our usual, we have a couple of our standard logos that we see, Recycled Paper Greetings on Recycled Paper since 1971. Oh, you know what? I don't see that it's American Greetings or is Recycled Paper Greetings a separate company? It looks like it might. I think it's an offshoot. Yeah, it might be a joint because Close to Home, if you look at the top one, seems to be featured. A feature of Andrew McMeal's syndication. Andrew McMeal. Oh, yes. I was going to go to the next. So it is called Close to Home. So is that the name of the... And listeners, too, as we've said before, we don't mean to ever knock on the third party cards because we know that the industry is strangleholded by Hallmark and American Greetings. So we support the young up and comers. It's just we have to be uh, looking at these with a fair and critical eye. And, well, you know, the words speak for themselves. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. (laughs) I'm taking a quick moment to, like, read through the comics from the Close to Home comics, which is John McPherson 
And the best way that I can describe it while retaining my sanity <laughs> is that he wanted to be the next Gary Larson. He wanted to do uh, basically the far side comics, but he only knows how to draw hell beasts. <laughs> he only knows how to draw like hellish humans or what I think maybe animals think humans look like. Just these sort of slack jawed, long, sort of scary, wide mouthed creatures. Like if you look at the his comics, also their eyes I, in some of his comics, their eyes are just like circled in very deep, like they don't get any sleep. They really do look like if you've ever. So for anyone out there who like likes Invader Zim, uh, the guy who made that, Jonan Vasquez, he had a graphic novel called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And as dark as that title is, is that comic. And these characters don't look too far and away from the comics that he uh, made in that uh, thing. I got to take a look at that. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, a good Halloween choice if you want to get see a lot of gore in a very short mm. amount of time. He says mm. he takes a drink. It's like, yeah, yeah. again, going back to the first page, it's the gaping maw. Yes. On each it, I almost <laughs> want to share this one. Hold on. I don't want to, I, I know we're, we're burning the daylight oil here, but let me just, I want to see if I can get this to you guys in a relatively short amount of time. If not, then I'll just send it to you later. But there's like one, actually, I could, I'll send it to you via text. Hold on. There's this one that just came up. Maybe none of this will show up on the, on the recording. Here. Um, but wait, where is it? Okay, here we go. Like, this just was one of those close-to-home comics, and it's just so freaky looking. You, I just sent it to you guys via text. Listeners, hang in there. Hang in there. Loading. Ah, <laughs> nuts. And to give you an idea, ding-dongs, because I know this is a lot of fun watching three people read a comic from a visual perspective, <laughs> right? It's about them trying to recreate a dog that had died by making oil paints of it and going, no, bigger. See, Pickles Brown Patch is bigger and hurry up. The kids will get off the bus in 10 minutes. That's oh a my. comic. The eyes. Fun. The eyes. Well, you know, our art is subjective, I've been told. Happy Halloween. I, it feels like it. It is subjective and it feels like it a lot. Dara, we need something cute. Is there a chance you could remedy this for us? Because currently I've got the the blood sick. <laughs> I'm sorry for your sepsis and yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. There's a cure for that. It's the next card. Okay. Aw, Bobby, do you want to bring I us am, into the next card? I'd be card? glad to. And Dara, thank you for asking about Dan's sepsis. No one asks anymore. And, you know, it's sometimes you just need a friendly voice to say, hey, hope you're doing well with your sepsis. It's I my can't. own fault. I put I put pig blood in me. You did. I call it pig sepsis. <laughs> I wanted their powers for once. Babe, pig sepsis. But Dan, your skin is already lovely. You don't need the thank pig you. blood. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's more about the jaw power, really. Mm-hmm. It's less about their beautiful skin, but you're right. Also, I want to get that awesome curly tail. Sure. Keep Who working. Doesn't? Thank you. Well, I, I will bring us back to some good time Sally's here because we have a metallic orange background, which is very funky. I like this. A lot of Ooh. 70s vibes. We have two cute ghosts, one who looks concerned, one who looks uh, a little unhappy with himself. The concerned ghost is a full on sheet that just has uh, two eyes and a mouth. And a text bubble above that one in black with white lettering says, whoa, what happened to you? And the other ghost who looks a little sadder uh, has a frowny face and two black eyes. And he delivers one of our favorite forms of communication, Dan, the pun, because his black text box says the sheet really hit the fan. And if you look closely, listener or not at all, you can see that the sheet ghost here has been torn up by something, presumably a fan. So... Okay, 
I'm feeling better. Mm. I gotta say, this is this is perking me up some. I gotta tell you, my pig sepsis is going away already. I'm feeling so much better. It's a because Halloween even- miracle. God bless us, everyone here on Halloween's times. I'm a British orphan. With the symbol of Dagra tattooed into my Dickensian spine. I like this is so much better than what we were just dealing with. Everything from the metallic orange in the background to a really well done animation of two cute ghosts. Like they're just fun, spoopy looking babies. And they got like a fun orange sort of, I I, I love when an artist sort of has fun with the options of like the world around them. So of course there will be like the sheets do have a reflection or a shadow, but they've decided to make them orange. I just think that's cute. And this is a great example I think that if you want to get a little cheeky, you know, this is not an uncommon play on words I've seen with greeting cards, the word sheet for the word they want to use. I have seen this in many cards, but I think when you complement it with good artwork and you're doing something fun with it, I think it works. Whereas the last one, not to remember old devils, but, you know. When you don't even try, it's, that's when the anger in my blood comes up, specifically the pig blood. But here, it, it definitely feels more like there's an entire plan going on. And I think that's why it's uh, so much more fun. And also, it's like, oh, that little, that little ghost mm. is sad. Or at the very least, just frustrated because they got to get a new sheet. And that can't be easy for ghosts. Where do they buy sheets? They must have them already, Staples. right? Like, you can't. You can't be a ghost and then say, I guess I got to go get a sheet. You must have them available already. Yeah, but that does beg the question, like, are ghosts akin to hermit crabs in that way? Oh, do they, like, outlive their... I guess you'd have to, right? Because there is an immortality, I'm saying in quotes. I I guess there's ways to get rid of demons in our plane. But for the most part... Or not demons, I'm sorry. Get rid of ghosts in our plane. But for the most part, yeah, they guess they outlive their sheets after a while, right? Because the sheet is corporeal. So I sub... Or at least it, it will degrade over time. So... Yeah, I guess they have to treat them out like they are the hermit crabs of humans. I just want to see, like, in Bed Bath & Beyond, this twin set yeah. just kind of go missing. Well, they go to Boo Bath & Beyond. Oh, oh that was cute. Mm, oh, no, no. Bed Bath & The Great Beyond. Oh, even better. 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 God, that wins. Oh, yep. uh, Blood yep. Bath & Beyond. No, that's the Simpsons joke. I stole, stole that much. one. Yeah, that one's not mine. Too much. Wait, which one is, is that from one of those uh, uh, tree I houses so, of horrors? Yes. Yeah, I can't take credit for that one. Okay. I was rewatching one of them where the how to cook for 40 humans. Yeah, that was always a good one. one. I think Bed Bath and the Great Beyond is a winner, though. Your your medal's in the mail. I want to go to the next page, which is, is that's cute. All right. So, you know, usually the meditation page can be a real clincher for a good judgment here on Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast, because if you're neutral, that might be okay if you've got a stand-up card. If everything else is not so great and you got a good meditation card, that might save you. If you've got a bad meditation card, that might lose you points. So it really is kind of like the dark horse to see how the rest of you are going to do. It could make or break you. And this case, we already started really well and we're starting even better because now we've got more of a matte mm-hmm. finish. So it kind of looks like the side of a punky Brewster, kind of like a punky. And we have one of the ghosts on the bottom left. I'm guessing it's the ghost on the left from the first one. And it is now laughing. <laughs> It is got a expression of laughing. It's by itself, which makes me think maybe now a story has thickened. Perhaps the other ghost has now gone to switch off at Bed Bath and the Great Beyond. Go get something in a maybe a I would say a twin size or maybe a full size, depending on how it's doing this year to go switch off its sheets. And it's just laughing at either its situation or it's just happy to be a ghost. Sometimes it's just good to be. I mean, Casper was a friendly ghost. 
by all accounts. Yeah. A uh, good movie, by the way. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever seen oh. the live action. That's like one of those. I have a lot of blind spots. I don't well, think I've ever seen let me tell one. you, it is about 90 minutes. That's great. Oh, I've I've sort of I've been watching a lot of 80s bad like some are slashers some are just like stupid horror movies and an hour and not to say that casper is those but i feel like a lot of movies an hour and a half that's really the pocket that's really the amount oh, yeah. of time it should be and it's bill pullman's finest role. And i think when they made casper the slasher that was 95 minutes and i think they found in research and development that that was like just bad it was a little too much i mean look john carpenter did as good as he could on casper the friendly ghost but it was just a five minutes too much um casper the slasher casper the slasher i just didn't like it i don't think kurt i look i don't mean to get into this but i don't think kurt russell plays a good casper the friendly ghost i don't tell you he's a little too bulky he's a handsome man why are you keeping him behind a sheet you know no argument that that's why that one went straight to betamax and then never came out (laughs) (laughs) something about having your light under a bushel I think I think it was the first one to go to Gamma Max. It was the first one to be not only be one of the worst uh, home entertainment systems, but it's the only one run on radiation. It breeds hulks, like little child hulks, little baby hulks. Yeah, exactly. They they took a gamble on the energy market and they lost. You know, I applaud them for putting their eggs in the basket. Too bad the eggs are all green. Hey, green eggs. Do you know how like the thing is Hulk smash like Hulk just forgets to put things in the middle of his sentences. That's why trick or treat works so well. He could probably get through that sentence. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Or or is it or is it trick treat? Would he just do that? I think he would just smash. I think he would just smash. You got to be careful if you have Halloween in the Hulk neighborhood. Is that a euphemism? Sorry. No, this, uh, these are neighborhood full sorry. neighborhood full of Hulks. What? what you... <laughs> my mind went all blue. Let me go back to urology. Yeah, the urology cards. My mind is all blue. Oh, okay. You thought it was the you thought it was the the neighborhood yeah, full of pee. Right. <laughs> yeah, the piss neighborhood. But I don't think this is a piss neighborhood because Dan, you want to take us home <laughs> on the uh, on the third page here. I would friggin' love to. So we get to the end and we are no longer a colored background. We are a white background, so no oranges, none of the sort. But there is a sort of white background with a black box, and inside the black box, this is kind of cool. I like this style. There is a cool topography that, or not topography, excuse me. There is a font. There is a nice font that says, keep your sheet together. It's Halloween. And that is a good sentiment for the occasion. And yet again, though. Because. Sorry, Dan, continue. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're good. I'm good. It's still implying that Halloween is a stressful time. This is the second card in a row that said Halloween is causing you stress. I wonder what that says about my frame of mind that I picked two. Yeah, Dara, you doing okay? Like, what are you, what's what's going on? You I'm... you mentioned that even though we should, se- you know what? I'm going to put your feet to the fire here. Is Halloween one of those holidays that you would like to see less time celebrated on? Because you did mention not liking spoopy things. You mentioned some holidays we spend too much time on. Are you not a fan of this pagan turnip carving, worshiping our dead relatives and bringing them cool stuff at the graveyard holiday? Dan and Bobby, I have to come clean. Oh. I love turnip cider. I love turnip mash. I love turnip carving. I am. I am. I am one of those people who gets, first of all, tongue-tied. And second of all, just stressed out by Halloween. I get stressed. I like my costumes to be of a certain, like, caliber and kind. Mm. And getting to that point, I find really stressful. And so I, I prematurely do get my tinsel in a tangle. Literally and metaphorically, if tinsel happens to be part of your costume that year. Which one year it was? Ooh, yeah. what, were, what was your costume? I'm real proud of this one. I wore a light up Christmas sweater. And I wore my jingliest, jingliest reindeer antler headband. 
and I was wrong. Do you, 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 you were what? Wrong. You because were wrong? I, I was dressed for the wrong holiday. Uh. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. I like my costumes to be stupid. Oh, I like them to be dumb. No, that was amazing. Listener, it just took I, me a minute because I'm dumb. No, I'd like to apologize to the listener. You came here for for good good heartwarming content, and 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 you, you've you've gotten this this travesty involved. In I don't care trash. what you people come for. I listen or don't. It's I'm not. I'm not. A, I've said it before. We don't. We don't cater to them, Bobby. That's true. We do it for the love and for us. What a terrible way to do something that's supposed to be a nice art for other I people agree. to enjoy. For, yes. You haven't said it, said it to my face yet, but you're like, Dan, stop being so antagonistic <laughs> towards the people who love us and who listen to this thing and are kind to us. And guys, thank you all for listening to this. And you know what? I want you all to celebrate Dara for coming out with such amazing Halloween costume ideas. Holy smokes. Thanks. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Well done. That's very respectable that therefore it is a stressful holiday for you because of the work that you put in. I think that is a fantastic reason to be stressed out. And I understand that. Because you're also a professional in that realm. So it would be like you see your costume, you see other people's. You want to put a lot of effort and work into it. This isn't just a pie-in-the-sky time for you. No. I mean, especially like being amongst a company of actors. You know, we've all got a lot of shit at our disposal to use. So use it well Mm. or you'll be frowned upon. I think I agree with Dara on this in that there is an element of Halloween that makes me a little stressed in that I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to fully experience like I, I love everything about it the like scary music you can listen to and the music that's expected of the time the movies the aesthetic it's my favorite season I love the food I love autumnal food and drink and I think I do put a little pressure on myself to get all of that in in a month before Thanksgiving not that it matters because there's a lot of elements like you can watch a scary movie whenever you want scary movies are great in like January like you can do you can enjoy them yeah. whenever you want there's no there's no rhyme or reason to that but i think there's a undue stress that i put on myself to get all that down before halloween have keep a pumpkin shaped get, oh keep your shit together that's right there we go i'm I so sorry Bobby, together. i absolutely cut you off no it's okay i was just gonna say have your pumpkin uh shaped uh, reese's any time of year because it's basically still a circle it is basically still a circle you just got i have to cut them out at home now but you know i like the effort that i have to do there Bobby, does, does anything about this holiday stress you out, or are you just cool as a haunted cuke around this time? I'm a big fan of autumnal celebrations, but I do find uh, Halloween costumes, they're not stressful, but I, I don't like working at parties. I think I've made this clear before. Like I, 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 I think costume parties can be fun. I'd like to go to what I've gone to one or two. I enjoy going to them, but sometimes there are a lot of rules and I don't enjoy the parties. We're like, come dressed as your favorite irony. Like, I, no, I'm coming dressed as a boxer <laughs> or whatever. Like, I'm not doing this. You're, well, you're doing the boxer from uh, uh, Simon I, I, and Garfunkel. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, you I almost said Garfunkel. I almost said Garfunkel and Oates, and I'm like, is that irony or is that just a fun parody? I can't tell. I'd love to listen to Garfunkel and Oates do they're the great. boxer, but oh, they're fantastic. I love them. I haven't heard them in a long time. Um, uh, that would be great. A lot like improv and sketch, Halloween is a holiday you have to commit to because the worst thing you can do with Halloween is half-ass it. You could you should either be into it or not. You can't go to a party and say, maybe I'll just be normal. You got to kind of go whole hog with it one way or the other. 
Or trick-or-treating. I, I don't mind if it's like a store-bought costume. Like, it, that might not be my favorite thing to do, but I get if people do that. That's perfectly fine. But you've got to go. That's my point. It could be store-bought, but you have to go in the costume and admit you're part of the Halloween party. You can't go yes. in a store-bought and be embarrassed that store-bought. you got to own that shit all the way No, through. you own it. I mean, have fun with it. Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I, I think that part's not, not worrisome at all. But you're right. Like, you have to own it. Otherwise, it just really doesn't come off well. Yeah. And if you're going to commit, like, do it right. Do it right if you're going to commit. I mean, this is this is a fantastic opportunity to, like, be a canvas for whatever is on your mind right now. Something fun, something scary, something sentimental. I haven't seen a sentimental Halloween costume in a while. All those things would be lovely. Yeah. Who's going as Ray Bradbury's nostalgia these days? No one. That's who. That should be you. Well, Bobby and I are this year going as one of the screens from Fahrenheit 451 that everyone, like, watches. So we have to do, like, 800 shows a minute or however the hell. I forget. Wait, what, are you doing uh, the book version or the movie? version because they're totally different we're doing the book one and what does that mean (laughs) um identically the same but in the movie version the parlor walls were so clearly in how to describe it was too much the way they asked and what do you think linda it was cartoonish it was frightening Uh, it was back to that unsettling nature that we were talking about earlier Um, right and it, it kind of in my view missed what about Fahrenheit 451 is unsettling. Yeah, the burning of books. That's the whole thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, but that was fine. That part was comfortable and happy, but the parlor walls were... Ah. I never saw the movie, so I, I, I did not know that that was what what was scary in that movie. Dan? Even though... Mm-hmm. Sorry, go. No, no, I, didn't, I was just like, what? What, what is it? Uh, is it just ruins the movie? No, I'm just going to caution you to watch Fahrenheit 451 way before you watch Splice. Is that like a double bill I should do one night? No. Is that like a fun? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Is what is one of them super long? Because if they're both hour and a half, so I could probably swing it starting at like 7 p.m. You know, I like to stay up late. You no. could, but should you? No. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm really excited to watch Splice. This Sp- is like Splice a bit is of effective. Lore. It's just creepy. Like it just kind of yeah. leaves you being like, ugh. Just, yeah, I, I love I love the the mixing of human DNA with stiff. That's yeah. that's always fun to see what goes on there. The poster looks pretty frightening. That is a Velociraptor human. So that is already already we're getting there for me. We're that's already at about a six without with sight unseen. A basket full of Cronenbergs. Let's get into it. <laughs> and uh, if we travel to the uh, to the last page, this one is an American greetings, and this time I do have to give it to the big dogs. Like this one is pretty charming. You know, you don't like woof to, woof. You don't like to see, uh, you know, the major leaguers stomp on the minor leaguers, but in this instance, I think they they put together a decent card. So you know, I don't think recycled paper greetings is a small baby. I think it's one of the bigger ones that's just like living under the illusion of. Uh, being smaller but mm. i could be wrong about that you might be right i want to see who owns recycled paper greetings i think um, it might even be american greetings it's american you're right oh, yes gary you're correct it's, themselves. It, oh. more like american greetings says the best at lying mm-hmm. or gaslighting us one or the other i can't tell there's the t-shirt dan <laughs> there's the there's that patreon Gaslight. american re- greetings gaslights it best <laughs> slap that on a t-shirt vaporwave style so they have come in with a balanced scale one of a cute ghost story, a beautiful bed, bath, and great beyond. And the other one is just a jar of piss. <laughs> There's even a, like, a collection jar on the counter. Ew. Wait, really? Yeah. Yuck. Oh, yarts. I hate it. 
Oh God, I can't. I can't keep looking at their faces. Ding dongs. When you see this, and I promise this time I'll try my best to put up the post at the same time as when the episode goes up. I'm not always good at that. I know. Don't at me. But I will absolutely try to do it this time, just so you can see these hellish children of the corn faces that are just laughing at you, just unsettling human scarecrows. Just, huh. Dara, today you have brought us gifts uh, of both kinds, equal hands. One of cute and one of unsettling, scary, and literally full of human pee. Happy to be Lady Justice of Halloween. You're the Lady Justice of Halloween and piss. And in that way, I, you don't have to carry that title. And to that extent, I ask you as our guest, as you brought them, thus you must judge them, where would you put them? On the fridge. If at all. Yeah, if at all. I think cute, ghosty, spoopy card is going to go on the fridge for sure. Yeah. I'm charmed. I was charmed in the store. I'm charmed now. It's going to go on the fridge. It's going to go close to the handle so that I can see it, but that I'm not going to block it with my hand. I want to look at that every day. The other card I want to rip up and throw in the fire pit. Okay. Well, <laughs> no no bones about that one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What about you two fine fellows? Talk about some verbal skullduggery. Bobby? Um, <laughs> gross. Gross. Uh, you know, I think that the second card is very charming. I will call it a little down the middle. So it doesn't wow me. I think because I was so low with the first one, this one just, just being decent was enough for me. So I think I'll put the second one, the sheet hitting the fan at like lower fridge, like like right about where the handle ends, like center. So I'll see it once in a while. I'm I'm happy to keep it. But yeah, the PP one probably doesn't make it. <laughs> I'm afraid that one goes right into the heap. <laughs> Michael Crichton's the PP one now on sale. <laughs> Wait, is that the new Tom Clancy after the Carly Simon uh, loss? I can't remember what the second one was. I think there was. was another one with Biff Haygrave. It was called just like Explosion Town or something. I gotta listen back to the episodes. <laughs> I I know I made. I'll and I'll and I'll by the time this episode will come out, I I will have put it on the Instagram. The Biff Havegrave sequel to the Carly Simon. It's called The Ultimate Back. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So the PP1 can be the next one. The PP1. Oh, God. Books that's more like a, that's, that's like a Dean Koontz one. That's like a, almost a Stephen King novel. It's like Dean Koontz is the PP1. <laughs> yeah. D- Dean Koontz in the PP1. <laughs> By now on Audible, no. <laughs> Dan, yeah, how about you? What I will say... Maybe I have to be in the middle of the middle in that I, I think both of you have made very valid points, not to be a, uh, a middle of the ground waffler here, but I, I think you've both made wonderful points. I do agree with Bobby that I think a lot of my love for the second one is definitely the port in the storm scenario where I was just so grateful to be out of the literal urine town that we were in and uh, arrived to cute ghost harbor, spoopy uh, cove. And I was so grateful to see these cute little guys. But, you know, I'm taking another moment with them now as I'm doing my judgment and rambling in my stream of conscious way of doing this. And I am sort of still charmed by these cool little ghosties. I love the Halloween that is slasher and gut bucket and stupid movies. There's a lot about that genre and style that I understand is stupid, but also really beloved and fun to watch. And that's something about Halloween I love. Having said that, I got to enjoy a cute ghost when I can get it. And this is a good example. And I also think aesthetically this gets me in the Halloween season. And I'm grateful for something where even if it's a, it's a, it's cute 
and might not be exactly my thing all the time, it definitely brings me in the Halloween season. And this does this in spades. And so for that reason, I'm going to put this top left of the freezer door near the handle so that it can still be seen, but will be part of a greater universe of Halloween things to enjoy. And this is just a part of it because it's a cute addition. You guys deserve it. Just so you can sort of, you know, keep your sheet together. However... The second one deserves to not be in the universe, but instead be blasted out of it. However, we do that into the next dimension. I don't care for it. The only saving grace, well, there's really none. The only thing that I can see this as a utility was to scare other people. So what I'm going to do- That's true. It is scary. So credit where credit is due. It does fit one bullet point of Halloween and that it is scary. It scared me when I opened it. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and see this card on the fridge. So where I'm going to put it is a new place between the wherever your fridge is next to a wall. So for me, it's the right of my fridge. Oh, so no. that that wall facing the that fridge wall facing the wall where you put like the plastic bags that you're really not supposed to be keeping. Mm. I I'm putting it there. And either a friend will find it, or I will find it when getting a plastic bag, or the next tenant of my apartment <laughs> will find it. And reader, call me R.L. Stein, because reader, beware, you're in for a scare. I want to give you goosebumps with this. Not shitty card, pissy card. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yuckery. Bobby, you look exasperated. I'm just exhausted. I... <laughs> I gotta go eat some candy corn. We need to get we need to get a sugar high, uh, Dara. Before uh, we settle down for the night, because if we don't go to bed by 10 p.m. here in the haunted house, we start seeing the blood again. Do you want to uh, share some of this candy floss with us? It helps us go to sleep. I would love to. Thank you so much. What a balm! It's a little bourbon based. It is a fantastic great. balm. Just the same way that a great balm for you guys is to follow us at Greetings Pod on Instagram and at Greetings Cast on X Twitter, Twitter X X Time. Please follow us, subscribe to us. Go ahead and like us on iTunes. Maybe give us a fine review. That would make us feel better after all we've gone through today. And Dara, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Anything coming up? Anything cool you'd like people to know about? I'd like everybody to have a safe and happy Halloween. How do you sleep at night? (laughs) Poorly. We don't really like to get political on the podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just (laughs) probably going to cut that out. All right. Well, uh, that is fair. Dara, thank you so much once again. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for, thank you our, for having me. our first repeat guest. Two wonderful cards. And uh, Dan, I'm going to let the air out of the spooky bouncy castle. We can go back to the larger haunted house. And uh, who knows uh, next time, maybe Dara comes to knock and uh, she'll bring uh, a spooky specter along with her. We just have no way of knowing. I am going to sleep in the deflated bouncy castle, though. It's kind of like a blanket. It, it is, is really kind of like here. a blanket. It's really nice in here. Let's all cuddle up. Come on, guys. Let's go to yeah. sleep. Time to cuddle. Time to cuddle. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Sure, when I say Grey's Anatomy without uh, Ellen DeGeneres is just anatomy. Uh, did I... Time for pastrami, crime for pastrami. How? What? Uh, welcome. I'm uh, Regis Philbin from the Dead. What? What level of crime are you willing to commit for just a heap and plate of the hot meat stuff? <laughs> it's pastrami.